I would like to talk about Madeline Ashton. <laughs> Madeline Ashley? Ashton. Oh, bring me Madeline, bring me Madeline at once. <laughs> I would like to talk about <laughs> Madeline. Oh, <Ashton>. fuck, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I see me. <laughs> I feel like that was such a pivotal moment to have young gay men at that age in, uh, to, in their formative years to oh. be exposed to Meryl Streep in a fucking corseted Broadway <laughs> outfit with legs for days. And then watch her get her neck turned off, turned around. Exactly, which, which, is, which is, you know, was an experience, which was actually what we're going to talk about today. But before experience. we do that, what experience is, uh, what's your name? Oh, I'm Jay. And I'm A. And we're gay. We're very gay. Duh. Mm. Dude. I mean, I guess it's just a, it's, 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 it's just a, a word. It's an it's, it's an homage. It's, it's an, an homage. Yeah, an it, homage to uh. exactly. Uh, Jason, it's it's all happening. Yeah, we're in the throw of it. Throw the thick of it. It really, really fucking is. So today, dear listeners. In the spirit of being fucking on pins and needles uh, in excitement about Tony season as well, we wanted to talk about our best theater experiences. What all does that entail, Jason? Uh, I, I, it's interesting you ask that. I mean, just being in a theater or, I, I mean, the stuff that I wrote down was like my time in a theater. Uh, or any time that you felt like you walked out of the theater being like, oh, wow, that was some shit. Indeed. And listen, I work in immersive, so this is going to get pretty real. But listen, Oh, yeah. You, but yo, everyone, throw us some love. You guys were so sweet about our last episode. We're finding our little niche. We're finding our little niche. Uh, <laughs> there's, you know, I am going to put out those recaps just for fun because we recorded them. Uh, why are we even talking about that? In the meantime, everyone, uh, please make sure to watch us not post. Make sure to follow us at J and A underscore R gay, J A Y A N D A underscore A R E G A Y on Instagram. We're going to activate a little more there. We're going to activate a little more there. And where else can the kids find us, Jason? They can find us on uh, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, or wherever you get your podcasts. All, all. Listen, follow, subscribe, rate, review, and leave us, leave us some subscribes. Uh, leave us a review. We love it. We love you. Or scandalous so secrets. We love secrets. I, we do love secrets, and we'll keep them in the church. And by the church, I mean probably end up on a microphone. No, exactly. that's not true. That's exactly. Not, this well, is this is the church. Let's get into this. But first, uh, can we talk about the fact that our fucking frown... Making history. History. Fucking goddess L. Morgan Lee. Son of a bitch. Got her featured best actress in a musical fucking Tony nomination. Congrats. Congratulations. Jesus Christ. I was was at at a WeWork in London. Mm. uh, And when I was watching the Tony noms, and uh, 
I literally squealed and the woman across me looked at me like in a weird way. And then like, I literally went, my magnet, you got a torn up, man. I, I like lost the feelings in my- you no, your lips and your tongue. Yeah, I never felt that before. I was like, uh, I never really, you know, we're like, we, we've kind of got, we're like new, new friends. Cause we, we, we just met like, you know, doing stuff. And then she was, she's a joy. And she's, we're going to actually, uh, she's wonderful. uh, uh, we're going to let you, uh, we're going to 4FS podcast. Trust me. We're going to highlight those so you can listen to this wonderful fucking artist. Yes. But, um, yeah. So, you know, but it's been fun. And then the, I just, you know, we were just hanging the other day after the show and I was telling her, I was said, I said, you know, L I'm like, I feel like this is very much like during her feature. In, well, I mean, she's featured everywhere, but during that feature where she has her own fucking song. It's a beautiful moment. I concur. Yeah. It's a beautiful moment. And I was like, wow, Elle yeah. is giving us like Lincoln Center leading She sure is. Energy. That, that's Audra energy. Correct. That you're talking about. Yeah. Correct, correct, correct. And I was, and I was like, this is, and I, I told her, I was like, yo, like it's pretty fucking incredible. Like this is a showcase. Yeah. So when that happened, Oh my God. Like, I mean, I'm just, it was so validating that like everyone felt the same way. Yeah. yeah. You know, and to casually be in there just next to Patty Lapone and these other beautiful luminaries. Cool. And Jennifer Simard. Let's Girl. talk about that. Jennifer Simard, this is her second Tony Nom. And the last one was for Disaster. Did you see Disaster? I did not. I fucking love Disaster. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. It was. It didn't. It was at the Nederland, Nederlander, which I was. I was there last night. I was seeing uh, Mister Saturday Night with Billy Crystal. I have to go. Great show. Great, oh. great show. I want, yeah, I don't want to see Shoshana do her thing. Yeah, Shoshana's great. But um, Disaster was such a great, a great feature for her. I've known Jennifer since she was in when she was when she replaced in uh, Spelling Bee on Broadway. That was. That, I don't know if that was her first Broadway show, but that's where I first met her. Fucking, um, fucking and that was a long Spelling time ago. Bee. Yeah, that, that was that was that was a hot minute ago. But I appreciate that. Was that was two thousand and seven, two thousand six, two thousand six. At yeah. any rate, I will say, you know, it, it. I, you know, I really mean this. I feel like it's very hard as an adult to make new friends. Do you know what I mean? And you don't want, you know, you don't because, want new friends. I don't. No, want because new well, because let's be real about it, everyone. Like it's an interesting thing to be like over thirty and trying to make new friends because like you don't get the bonding of like going to school together or maybe even coming up together in your twenties. And so it's interesting to have new like friends that you meet as adults where it's an interesting like actually for what it's worth and and just like that that's actually what i found the most interesting was watching all these women make new adult friendships you watch just like that and just like that you the 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 series i'm a sex in the city fanatic you know i didn't know that did you not know no oh no no i am I'm. I we we may be doing a fucking podcast about it because me and my friend John are so obsessed with it. I know nothing. So I, busy. Uh, oh, I I, I I haven't picked up. Literally. I didn't watch any films. I I, I watched the original series, Queen. but that, but that's, it is the original it, series for me. It was, was was something. It, it lives in that space and time. But I never kept up. You have to go okay. in. Listen, uh, it is. I'll, I'll, I'll consider it. You know, I don't like romantic good, things. It's good, clean fun. Does anyone die? Oh, oh yes, someone does die. Shut up. No one's oh. heard it before. Oh my God, we're getting up. We can't stay on topic. What was okay. I going to say? I'm trying to be earnest here on a fucking gay podcast. God damn it. No, but um, what I'm saying is like, you know, you make new adult friends. I'm like, Jason is one of my fucking new adult friends. Oh, yeah. Like, Alan, like, you oh, know, true. all these people, like, I was thinking about that recently and I'm just like very, for what it's worth, I don't know, I'm feeling sentimental. I'm very appreciative of that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It means more when you're adult. The the best is when like this this just happened to me. Uh, I, I I met a new kid uh, at the Met. 
uh, he was he's a new he's a new member of the of the cast, and yes. we literally were sitting in in the in the dressing room, and we looked at each other, and and he did something, I did something, and we were like, oh, you're one of our people, you 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 mm-hmm. you are you are my people, and those are the moments I look for. Exactly, you're speaking yeah. the same language. Yeah. Yeah, what are you eating? with a mouthful of overnight oats. All right, overnight oats. Look at her making time before she goes to bed. Not really. <laughs> These are this morning oats. Exactly. All right, <laughs> and we'll transition. <laughs> So anyway, we're back, everyone. We're going to talk about um, our best theater experiences. But I think before we do that, all right, Jason, I want to let's break it down because this is important to talk about. Okay, what do we think is the biggest difference between when something kind of graduates to an experience versus seeing the show? I think uh, it stick it stays with you because there are shows. Sometimes when I I'll casually flip through my my playbills and be like, oh, 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 that show? I saw that? Mm-hmm. That That's just seeing a show. But when, when there are moments where I'm just kind of walking the streets and thinking, and I think, I think of some of the things that we, that I'm going to discuss uh, on my list that I'm like, oh, that kind of changed my life a bit. I think that, uh, that these experiences stay with you uh, and, and they maybe transform uh, who you into the person that you are, or the artist that you are? Because uh, I, I got to, I, I got a chance to watch some really amazing people over my life, and I and I, I think about them a lot. I agree, especially I, when, I, I st- when I go onto a stage. <clears throat> Absolutely, I agree. And you know, and me being someone who specifically, listen, at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a theater director, period. Mm-hmm. But actually, to that end, I I was being I was so affected by uh, some of these things are going to be on my list that weren't even presented as immersive, but they definitely were out-of-the-box experiences that between that uh, non-proscenium-based experience work and then seeing proscenium-based work where it is doing exactly... I concur... Basically, I, the coffee's kicking in. I concur with what you're saying. For me, I always use this sentence. The imagery burns into the retina of Amen. your mind. Yes. It, it's like... Zoom. Yes. You know, it like literally sits there and it's a permanent thing inside your brain. Yeah. And it's, and you know, and that's the, you know, I was listening to, um, oh my God, oh my God, hold on. Was gonna say, she's the original ballroom. She's a, she's a goddess of, of acting. Original ballroom? Yeah. What's her name? Vivacious? One, no, one wonderful white lady. Oh. Ballroom the musical. Hold on, hold on. We're gonna, oh, this is oh fat. Dorothy Loughton? No, 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 no. Um, 50%? Ballroom the movie. It was first the, the movie. The movie. Yeah. Oh, I, I I only know the original musical, which is Dorothy Loughton. The wonderful actress, son of a bitch, Salazar, find the name. Oh, there it is. The fucking legendary Maureen Stapleton. Oh, on, yes. yes. The movie I'm referring to is Queen of the Stardust Ballroom. Oh, that's which not, turned, see, ba- oh, is it, was that turned into ballroom? I believe this is what ballroom was based on. Anyone out there, let me know. I mean, I could wiki it, but I feel like I don't think it feels see, like. I, 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 ballroom, it feels like it must have been inspired by. I, I don't know ballroom No, no, it is. Much. I think it is. is, it, it is. Oh, we'll look at that. I think it is. Because ballroom, I don't know very well because it's for, it's really for an older couple. Oh mm-hmm. my god! Well, yeah, no, because it's absolutely about like the you know it's about late in life romance, yeah, man. Yeah, you know yeah. What so I mean? it's like, something that like I don't us. like. It's a story about, about us. us. Jason. It's a story. 
It's a story about us <laughs> hoping to find late and nice romance and finding it dancing in a ballroom. Oh. But Maureen Stapleton was talking about, you know, the gold that golden uh, the golden age of Broadway. You know those those that docu. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, oh, I've, I, if you haven't seen it, anyone oh, out honey. there, watch it. I, that came out. That came out when I was in school, and I was obsessed. Correct. That is literally just about experiences. It, yeah. it, they all, it is about theater. And then Maureen Stapleton said, she goes, I would, after I'd go see, you know, like, you know, these, these legendary American playwrights at the time, she goes, I would just walk. And then she just says, I did so much walking. And you think. And you just I, think. I, 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 go to the par- I, I go to the park a lot. And, I, and sometimes you just think. It's, it's, it's really important. And, and the ramble helps. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think where I'm like, yes, yes, good boy, good boy. I, yes, good oh, boy. Oh, that's going to be dark. We shouldn't say it on here. Yeah, um, you, do, listen, dark is where I live. So, yeah, come on. Dark, yeah, I know, I know. But it's everyone's so litigious these no, days. No, who, who, who cares? Those are, and, and I promise you those are the people who are listening. I think you're right. Anyway, so talking about <laughs> talking about experiences versus seeing a show, that's that's where it is for us, dear listeners. It's it's that yeah, it it is something that lives inside of you permanently. Yeah. Yeah. Which is um so many I I mean and we have so many years of experience. I mean you you were around during the Gilbert and Sullivan time, so you absolutely have, yeah. you have like a mechanical lot of I remember when flies were actually finally mechanical. Me- you couldn't whistle. In I remember <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't whistle. Did you know that? What? But anyone can whistle. No, no. Oh my no. God! Wow. Whistle for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, so here we are. So it's it's time, just <laughs> to see me, give me our top three theater experiences. <laughs> Jason, we're gonna let's go back and forth, Jason. Let's go back and forth. All right, let's so, so three, three, three. Ragtime, oh, ragtime. I saw the original <sighs> production with. I saw it with the Shans. I saw the, the first. Uh, yeah, and, and and I remember from the first, from the it was opening. Incredible. The op- It's the first time I knew. <sighs> I, I knew that storytelling could be told this way. The opening is life changing. With the but with even the, the preset with the fucking uh, it, it, incredible. The viewer. Incre- like incredible. incredible. I didn't know. I didn't know Ugh. that theater could do what that show did. Um, and I'm getting chills thinking about it because oh, yes. I, I oh, remember. Yes. I remember the, hearing the, the the last note. Rack time. And oh my rack, god. Rack time. Rack time. And I leaned over to my one of our chaperones and I said, "Is that the beginning?" <laughs> I said, "That's the beginning of the show." Mm-hmm. Holy shit! I never knew. I didn't know. Life changing. So that is that's my uh, three. I what think we should thing? also. Well, no, I think we yeah. should also give some fucking major props to Lynn and Aaron's, right? The, I mean, because here's the thing: for two, for two cisgendered white people, yeah. I mean, let's be very sincere. Yeah. To really, really, really see. All these cultures nailed it with a feeling of earnestness, yeah, and yeah. not pandering. It That's was so. It's really fucking incredible. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I've told and I told Lynn this to her face because I think <laughs> it, it's, it's important. I, 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 hi, I told I was having brunch <laughs> with Lynn, <laughs> and I I've said to her, uh, "Yes, 
I've been very, very, very fortunate in my to life. To your face. To your darling. face. I, I'm very fortunate because I've worked, I work in a theater and I happen to be working on Once on This Island. Yep. And, and Lynn and, 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 uh, and Steve came a lot. And Lynn was hanging out in the lobby one day. And so I'm like, mm, she's here. She's accessible. Let's go talk Absol- to her. Absolutely. <laughs> so we, I sat down and we, and we chatted. And I, and I said, well, I, and we, I, you know, I buttered her up. And I said, I got to tell you something. And, and, and what really is, is remarkable about you and, and your work and your lyrics, because I had to talk about um, Schoolhouse Rock first because uh, i'm obsessed are with you School fucking Rock. kidding me i ha- i talked to her oh, about it for fuck a that while almost, you know what actually you know what keep going <laughs> um and so uh, uh i said to her what really is remarkable about you and, and i love singing your music is you bend you don't i don't see you i don't say because when you see a sondheim piece i'm like oh sondheim's being clever sondheim's hey, doing this William oh, yeah. Finn's being very clever. No disrespect clever. to Grandpa. Like, no, no, love, no, like, no disrespect. Know. But Lynn, but Lynn's lyrics are mm-hmm. always serving the story. I just did a Man of No Importance, uh, a reading of a read through. I'm I'm a geek and I belong to a musical theater book club. Of course. And we and I, it gives me a chance to really dig into these musicals on a, on a frequent basis. Um, and we did the Man of No Importance, and I was just. Yeah, you, you, you sit and you're like, oh, I look at the form. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Oh, they're breaking form a lot. This is really, and listening to mm-hmm. these lyrics, they're just remarkable. And every show yes. is different. Yes. One, one million percent agree. So mine, so really, I mean, really, listen, dear listeners, all these threes are really ones. Um, but, <laughs> Truly. Like, no, honestly. So like, th- 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 let, this, let this be relative. So my, th- this was hard to pick from. So my, th- oh, fuck. Okay, my third was Brief Encounter. That came over from the UK. That oh, was that. I love it, Brief Encounter. It, yeah, it was the show that repl- that after Cabaret finally the revival finally yeah. closed. It, I, I believe it was the first show in uh, Studio Fifty Four. It's magical. That was, that was a magical. Oh show. my god! So Brief Encounter is a movie. It's an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Yes, about a stifled. Um, you know, just a run-of-the-mill suburban couple who live in the English countryside. And, you know, as people are on the trains commuting, she happens to meet this kind of, you know, very gregarious, handsome, just polite gentleman. Um, and, and, and a very beautiful, not sinister longing and, and romance buds. And it's because they're both so proper... The, watching them have to unpeel. I mean, this takes also takes place in like the 30s or 40s. Yeah, it was uh, unbelievable. So anyway, the way they did this, the second you walked into this is the beginning of what ruined me, and I was like, you came out, <laughs> and the table was still the theater. Correctly. So you basically, you went in and they were like, all the players were there playing little like instruments, and there were flags up, so like you were at a festival. Yeah, and they were like, you know. It was like, literally, and then there were two, like, ushers, and it was all the people. It was immersive. Yeah. Yeah. And then you went to your seats, and it was like, this is fucking adorable. And then the usherettes came on stage in their little red number, and they did a little, like, opening, like, welcome to the theater. You know, and we're just like, okay, this is fucking great. You know, and I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then all of a sudden, like, the the curtain goes up, and, and then a film pops on the screen. And, you know, I'm just mesmerized already. And then literally the guy looks and says something, shouts out to his wife, and she pops up from the theater in a seat. And I was like, "Wow, oh, shit. Yeah. And then she goes on stage and and goes into the rubber screen and yeah. is in the movie. Yeah. And that was just the beginning of it. Yeah. And, what, and it was the it was first time. It was visually stunning. 
oh my god everything did not it was it was the beginning of me realizing that especially you know i'd only been in new york for you know less than five years i think at that point um actually maybe only a couple years and you know as my little brain my little director brain I, i never it was the first thing that made me realize I love theater that doesn't apologize for being theater. Yeah. Like, they're in love. Why wouldn't they literally have two chandeliers come down that they fucking, like, fly up into, like, Peter Pan? That was gorgeous. That that image I remember, like, right now. Exactly. And then when they were, like, on the boat having to go through the park and, oh, my God. And just watching this romance happen and, like, all this heightened theatricality and then, like, really funny body vaudevillian moments with the other characters. Yeah. It was just, it was extraordinary. And it also, I think really, you know, that made me realize I like, just picking up my keys for no fucking reason. Because well, you're lesbian. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> my ring of keys. Um, that is not, that's not <laughs> how that keys. goes. The keys, oh. There it is. Um, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I digress. But, you know, I, I have to say, you know, it made me realize I love, Theater that uses all the elements. Music, yeah. movement. Sensory. Sensory. Yeah. Oh, my, this is all tracking, isn't it, Jason? Isn't yeah, it, tracking? it is all tracking. Right. It makes let, a lot let, of sense. It is. Okay, and now let's go on to number two. Number two, Jason. Number two. Number two for me, okay. It's a tie because these two musicals came at me at the same uh, time in my life. And I worked on, I worked on, I used to do uh, street promotions uh, and working at, you know, Times Square and, you know. Is that whatever. what they call it these That's days? What, hey, check it out, check it out, check it out, check it out. In uh, my young days, I uh, did street promotions <laughs> in Times Square. <laughs> Those were before, after, after Giuliani kicked them out. The I, had, I had to go somewhere. <laughs> uh, I uh, worked for Martin Short, Fame Becomes Me, and The Drowsy Chaperone. Um, and these two shows just... That could not have been a better fit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like a joke. Like, it's so good. Like, those shows were for me. Oh. They're so yeah. meta. And oh, they're so... so meta. Irre- like, ir- a little irreverent. But oh, just yeah. like... Uh, they, those two shows have shaped me in those, those years of my life. I, 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 I'm obsessed. And um, they taught me to kind of... <laughs> They taught me that I, when I first moved to New York City, uh, they someone said to me, "Look, listen to me. You've worked in regional theater. You've worked in um, uh, local community theaters at this point in your life." I, and I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said New York City Broadway theater is no different than <laughs> community theater in any other town in in the USA. And it, it and I've it's it's kept it's. It stayed with me, and I learned to kind of ask for the things I want and, and try and like you know get to know the stars. Like Bob Saget came, and you know we got to like we got to hang out with the cast a whole lot, um, and, and we got to, to to meet a lot of new new and cool people. It was it was a, it was a great time in my life uh, working on those shows. And when they say community theater, I think what they really meant is like these are just these are our peeps. Yeah, we're yeah. all theater people. Yeah, like you know it's this is where it is in Hollywood. Like the. You know, and it's kind of funny when you meet theater people who have that pretense. You're like, you do realize that we're in the theater, right? We're, like, 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 like in, in, in the middle of no uh, somewhere else, you're nobody. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yo, like, I'm really glad that, like, you know, point, you know, at two point three negative seven four percent people in the world know me, and that's still a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, for real. You know, and I'm just like, okay, great, and I'm very happy with that. Like, yeah, uh, maybe I'll cut that. Um, okay, 
So, uh, yeah, no, but it, yes, at the end of the day, the community you put me, it, we're just, it's just a community. I love yeah. that. I love that for you. Um, <laughs> and I'll never use thumbs. So my two, I'm realizing now, is actually a tie. Oh, uh, because I realized Look, I was both it, tying it too. It's true. Well, you T know, we both, we both like double. Two. We both like to double up in the middle. Sure do. Beanie uh, <laughs> No, the shade button makes no sense. I lost the beanie. Oh, I right, didn't bring mine. I, I'm I'm dog sitting. I'm elsewhere. But this is we're not. We're, this is there the opposite of shade today. Um, <laughs> all right. So my number two is a is actually in the same building. It's a, a tie between um, cabaret. Ooh. And uh, the the uh, that original the original, yeah. With, well, the yeah. revival, the original with, revival that first showed up that initially had Natasha, yeah. and then I God saw reps. several many of them. At the, so there's a man, I saw many many Sally Bowles, okay. but uh, so I'll go in on that one. So like really quickly, so yes, I saw that at 54 below. That was right when I first moved to the city at 20 years old in art nine. In wow. 1840, yes, I was 20 years old. I had barely been here, and then I was even born. You, you weren't born yet. It's really amazing. Yeah, uh, and uh, and 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 you know, you used to be able to usher for cabaret. Yes, the at, the before, at, at roundabout theaters, you could. Correct. Yeah. yeah, and so you know, someone told me about this, and I'm like, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, so and you know, looking back, it was such an innocent thing. You literally went up and like. People just were trusting. I'm like, hello. I would absolutely love to commit to a, a fucking a, a, a shift to what? And the people are like, great, sign up. And we'll sometimes, if it was popular, it was like weeks. Oh, to get in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so uh, anyway, so the, I saw a cabaret uh, that way, and then I went and saw it many times afterwards. Um, not ushering. Um, and the first of all. Being exposed, God, this is so tracking. Like, I feel really like this is, <laughs> as I'm literally off my second trip to London in the last three months, and, you know, you work. this time was for work. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's really exciting. Yeah. So, anyway, um, wow, it's really tracking. Okay, so it was my first Sam Mendes, uh, Mendes, uh, I was actually be more Mexican about it, Sam Mendes. Um, <laughs> it was more, it was seeing Sam Mendes, you know, do theater, and the way that everything talked to each other and was seamless in its transitions. Yeah. And it made me realize that, and this is why I was so influenced by Bob Fosse growing up, is that my favorite theater feels cinematic. The, I say this over and over again. The best theater feels, the best theater feels like film yes. or cinema, and the best cinema feels like theater. And th Ooh, like that, yeah. Because yeah. there it, are some movies I'm like, Oh, this is very theatrical. This is a play. Like Wes Anderson, yeah. like, you know, listen, he's problematic as fuck but on a certain level, but like Wes Anderson, it's theatra. It is theater. The French Dispatch is pure theater. It's a play. Like it's oh, do straight you see up Night a play. Do you see Nightmare Alley? No. That was very theatrical. A lot, but yes. Yeah, Kate, best... Kate Blanchett is giving you theater. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And so so uh, then I had never felt something like that before. The way they ended it on the note to really like lay in like the fucking tragedy of the hol of the Holocaust. Yeah. The way that the imagery and the fucking rumble and the sound of like uh, just the horror. Yeah. I had never experienced something so visceral that's yeah. like in the pit of my fucking stomach. I just said, oh, unbelievable, unfucking believable. And you know, yeah. all the way at the anyway. So that that fucked me up. 
and I've never really recovered either. And now, <laughs> so the the other one is a view from the bridge. Again, track missed. Eva von Hove brought it over. It had been going international forever. You know how I'm not for hire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, Lincoln Center co-produced it, and it was it was actually where Strange Loop is now. And uh, wait, 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 no, 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 Strange Loop at the West. No, no, that's not true. It wasn't. No, I feel like it, I feel like Strange, View from the Bridge without the music box. No, no, it wasn't the music no, box. It was at the other hotel, the Broadhurst. The, the other the Mar- hotel, not the Marquee. Is the Lyceum the ho- the only hotel one? Is that where 1984 was? No, was 19- No, that, that, no. You're thinking of the Hudson, and that was not erected by that. That was not restored by this point, was it? One million percent. Oh, People then the bridge was only was it was it the last six years? Oh, well, maybe it was the Hudson. I think it was the Hudson. Okay, I think so. Anyway, so uh, there I was. I saw it six times, and I was actually yes, because I started my theater company, Poseidon Theater Company. Yes. Um, and I was, you know, because I'm an asshole, I'm like, let's do Antigone as my first thing. That'll be fun. I remember her. Uh, yeah, she's real. Yeah, we're still together. Um, I was like, I know these people. Uh, and I really stripped it the fuck down, and I, I really, you know, was doing my thing. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know, this feels right to me. And then when I saw his this view from a bridge that was set up almost like on a, a Greek slash kabuki setup, wow. where it's just a square... And then they had audience on both sides, and no Whoa. one had shoes on. And uh, when they did have shoes on, it, it kind of had more of a weight to it. Wow. Um, and they just got in the middle of the stage, obviously with some incredible lighting and design and nuance and, and major moments happening at the end, which I won't you spoil it, because you should definitely watch it. It's on it's National that, Theater uh, Live. It's right, right across the street. Yeah, it's National something. Theater Live. Um, so, uh, support the arts. So there's an, but they just told the story on a fucking blank stage. I love that. Now we all know blank stages take, there's no such thing. And it wasn't, it was meticulously designed. And there was a, a fucking sound design. Then this is the same thing I do with my show that ran throughout the entire whoa. experience. The enti- whoa, the entire thing? The entire time. It never, and there was a, wow. Literally the impending doom. Cause he had said, basically he said, this is Arthur Miller wrote this as a Greek tragedy. <gasps> Oh, how he well said it's done. an American. So it's like it's a Medea. Greek, and so he did it like a Greek tragedy. Yeah. And it, oh my God. And it was just unbelievable to see these fucking artists get on stage. Oh my God. Tell, oh. Did you see uh, Medea six times, at, six at times. Bam? I sure the fuck did. That that that's what I'm thinking of when I'm when I'm when I'm, when I'm see, hearing the way that you're describing. Very that. Yes. Wow. Because well, he's he's a contemporary. Uh, Evo has championed him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. So um, you know. Uh, and you know this, is, but also too, like for what it's worth, and I just want to make this very clear, everyone. And I don't mean to like bring it into this, but like, I hope we get to a place where people are influenced by um, artists of color and creatives of color who have been influenced by these like international artists. Yeah. And you know, and I think what what we have to remember sometimes with that, and this is you know, I don't know why I'm thinking about this right now, but this is where my head's at is even when we're being influenced by these directors and like the way they approach theater, you're still process, processing it through your own life experience. My God. Uh, 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 can we talk about it for a second? Let's talk about it. Heather Headley. B- bitch. Heather Headley, w- w- watching her work this past week, mm-hmm. I, I think about it. Into I have the woods. A, I have a, tell the kids. Into, we're talking into, about into, into, talking, the into the woods and encores. Heather Headley, we both got to see it. We talked different days. I am... I'm still processing that performance. I think oh. about it for a solid ten minutes every day since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes. Oh yeah. Where where 
she brought her Caribbean uh, uh, life, life to it. She brought her mother to it. She brought the black experience to that whole is. role. And she layered in such a beautiful way. And I saw it. I saw it with the, her physicality. That is fucking art. Yes, it is. <laughs> I was beside percent. myself. One million percent. Exactly right. Exactly right. And, you know, this is where people, you know, it's all this shit that we're all, like, obsessed with and blah, blah, blah and whatever it really becomes, when it all becomes more than the sum of its parts is when it's impressive. Yeah. You know, and that's actually what makes these fucking things experiences. And, and, and yeah, and to put the cap on that, you know, it's like, let's be real about this. If we really want to say we are American theater artists, then we actually should be every single race, just like the rest of the fucking country. It's, mel- it's but, a truly, true melting pot. Exactly. And we currently don't look like that. And it yeah. needs to look like that more. And we can be influenced by fucking people from, like, you know, international territories. You're still processing it through the experience that you've had yeah. as a creative of, of, of color and whatever side of privilege you live on within that sphere, right? Yeah. Because there's privilege inside all that shit, too. Correct. Yeah, a lot of it. And, you know, that's, you know, but less about that. We, we, there was trying to be light and gay. <laughs> Keep it gay. Let's digress. Okay, it's time. All right, Let's get number one. Second. All right, number one. Actually, this is, this is the big number one. I've actually never told this story in public. Oh shit! Here yeah. it is. Let's do this it. This is it. This is this is my, my this is a, a, a number one for me. This is quickly this, this pour is my yourself a libation or more. Pour a drink and listen to listen to Mama. Uncle Jason <laughs> is going to tell a story. Please sit down. <laughs> so my number one, uh, I, I, I worked Circle in the Square from Spelling Bee to Chicken and Biscuits, uh, and the <laughs> only show the only show that I missed was uh, Bronx Bombers. But I've worked on every single show that came through there between Spelling Bee and Chicken and Biscuit. Oh, Lombardi. Oh, sorry. And I missed I missed Oklahoma as well. Copy that. Um, yeah, Lombardi. I was there for well, all Well, because I'm just thinking of Judith Light. Like, that's amazing. Uh, oh, I have some really great Judith Light stories. I, she's, she's a wonderful human being. Oh. Truly well, wonderful I, human being. That does not surprise me. Yeah. She is. Uh, there is no darkness when Judith Light is, is around, as, as the phrase kind of goes. I was paraphrasing. I that. All right. So, Lady Day came to Circle in the Square mm-hmm. with Queen Audra McDonald. Uh, <laughs> to watch Audra McDonald work on a regular basis <laughs> is a privilege that, I, that, was never, that was not lost on me. I was in that theater every single shift. I would come in on my days off sometimes if I was in the area and, work, and, and, and watch her work. It is a masterclass. You were literally being paid being, for masterclass. Yes, I was being paid for masterclass. Okay, so at Lady Day, there was a bar. There was a there was floor seats. Did you see it? You missed it. I, there, it, 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 I can't begin to talk. Do you see about the recorded it. version? Yes. Oh my god. Okay, of okay, course. Okay. No. Yes. But yeah. I, you know. But you missed it. You missed it. Yes. Right. So yes. There, there were the tables on the floor, and there was table service. So the bartenders uh, were servers. So we would. We would um, give glasses and champagne to the tables that are on the floor um, and, and, and do all that. Um, and then Audra would come and, and they, would, they would announce, hey, uh, it's uh, Billie Holiday. And she'd come through, the, through the, the, the stage door. So we got the signal from the stage manager that it was time to come off the floor. And we would scurry back into the VOM uh, yep. and, Audra, and we'd, we'd, we'd hug the wall and Audra would sweep past us. I... Only five people in the world that I can think of right now know that this happened. Um, 
Audra got the character behind that curtain. Um, she she'd blow her pitch pipe, and she would get the note because she come the notes she, she sings on stage is acapella. Her first note was acapella. Copy that. Uh, she'd blow the pitch pipe, get the note, and then she would get the character, and you would hear this. And she would settle into Billy, and you. I, if you watched her, you saw. You literally saw Billy arise. I, I've never seen anything like this in my whole life. And again, five people in the world have seen this. <laughs> it changed my life. It 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 proved to me that even when at your at your highest, the work is all that fucking matters. Audra is a six-time Tony-winning actress, and she's still working every minute. The, the, the other best thing I saw in that same show is someone fainted during the show, and to watch Audra uh, ad-lib in character was also something special. Fainted as a guest? Yeah, someone fainted, oh, and they were on the floor. Yeah, it, 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 it was an experience. Were they okay? Yeah, they were, they were, they were okay. We got, we got the, the ambulance and everything. So, But someone stopped the show. They're like, call an ambulance. And Audra, um, uh, thank God stage management was, was, was also close by. Uh, and, and they were able to get her off stage. And then we restarted the show. Copy that. That was a special day. But Audra is a consummate actress. I, I, I can't seeing – seeing it from afar is something. But seeing it that close, <sighs> yes, life-changing. So I, I don't know if I can, I, 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 this isn't a competition. So it's not my, a competition. It's not a competition. <laughs> so here's my number one. Okay. Uh, this is all tracking. And I'm very excited that this is a Latin artist. So, and, <laughs> and, and I'm actually, you know, it's not lost on me in a weird way that the universe, you know, brought that around and kind of changed. So this changed my life and changed the trajectory of how I work. Um, so for my birthday, a buddy of mine took me to see Fuerza Bruta. Oh, yes! Correct. Diki James uh, from Brazil. You know, this is an Argentinian uh, director and creator. And uh, Fuerza Bruta was the second show after um, De La Vega. Oh, no, De La Guarda. Yes. Uh, yes. That was a sensation here, and actually is um, kind of what got Daryl Roth to actually own those theaters. Yeah, she she stays there. Yeah, exactly. So Deke James created this experience where I didn't know what to expect, and my friends like you're gonna lose your mind. And I was like, okay, so it's my birthday. <laughs> you know, you're in a mood, and I forget. Yeah, you know, this was this was a hot minute ago. So I think I was I was in my twenties. Um, was I in my twenties? You couldn't. Yeah. Have been. You sure? No, yeah, I think so. Wait. No, actually, you, you might be, actually you might be right because late twenties. Yeah, I yeah think that, it was that, late that, 20s. that does track. Yeah, I think it was 20, late. 20s. I was about 25, 20, 24, 25 when I was around. Yeah, the late twenties. I was in my late twenties. Yeah. You know, so you're you're very um, squishy and formidable. Um, so uh, <laughs> you think you're so old and you're twenty seven or twenty eight, and you're like, bitch. Looking back, I was like, I was fourteen. Like, my, Jesus my, my, when your muscles are so like you know malleable. The things that would now I have to I work. Be I have to work every day from some of the injuries that I had in those days when I was so klutzy. <laughs> like I would think about, I would wake up and be like, "Wow, something, nothing." I mean, I guess, uh, you know, because I was a, still a dancer. I mean, the crazy yeah. ways you would hurt yourself sometimes. Anyway, moving on. Okay, we're losing the point. So I didn't know what to expect, and my friends like just, just trust me. I'm like, great, 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 great. So we walk in to 
a fucking empty black box and just music like this beat like this beat happening this very like brazilian beat and just you know some haze and some lights tracking but it was literally just an empty fucking space and i'm like okay and then it's like then the pre-show kicked in, which I'm a huge pre-show fan. Pre-show, pre-show announcements, uh, I, to this day, nothing makes me giddier because I get the same thrill. Let's digress for a second. When I was a little kid and you'd go to Disney on Ice, you'd be like, ladies and gentlemen, yes. boys and girls. Of all Disney ages. on Ice will begin in five minutes, minutes, <laughs> minutes, minutes. I've never recovered. You've been in my shows. I still do that. Yeah. I'm like, the show will begin in three minutes, minutes, minutes. Yeah, minutes. even for your online yeah. shows. I know my religion. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's true. No, really. Uh, so, um, uh, and I'm like, what? You know, like, I, I'm intrigued. It's exciting. And then it, they had, um, I, I call them shepherds now that I work in immersive, oh, yeah. who would guide you. And, like, literally, they would kind of, you know, they would tell you, like, where to move. And then so all of a sudden, a shaft of light comes arbitrarily, at least in my mind. So you're just oriented from the other side of the theater. And then these uh, people tell you to start moving. The shepherds tell you to start moving and to clear the way. And this huge, um, what are they called? Treadmills essentially comes onto stage. That's like at like seven feet. Mm -hmm. So, and then a man in a white fucking suit is just there and he's just walking. And then all of a sudden he starts running. And then all of a sudden he gets shot. And there's blood. Do you mm. remember this? And I was I, like, I, I actually never got to see it. And I was like, what the fuck yeah. is happening? Wow. So the show came from these sides, and then the show was above your head. I heard that. And then, the, then at a certain, then you moved in, and then like it just kept moving, and it was like an environmental and immersive. And then there were times when they danced in the middle, and there were times, and then. The coup de gras is that how you say it? The, it was when yeah. the, all of a sudden they're above you in this, in, and this is all music driven, and they're in this shallow pool of yeah. water that takes up the entire top of I the heard stage, about that. and they're it really and it, 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 it here's what it was, it was just all imagery and energy, and there was like overtones of like some stuff there, but it allowed my mind to wander and actually just grab on to the content in my mind of what it what it reminded me of and it reminded me of being a kid at the beach and then they came down and you touched them through the plastic and then you know it just it reminded me of so many different things and it made me realize I was never I've never been the same you know because then slowly after that I fell into experiential and immersive works and it made me realize you know there's a whole other way to like tell a story and in a lot of ways too why is everyone so fucking concerned with clarity is life about clarity? Well, I don't I, think so. I think about I think about visual arts a lot as uh, like even a painting because even when because sometimes I sit in front of a painting for a period of time, and I like to listen to <laughs> really so, Greg. Let's talk about how young Jason is. Sometimes I like to sit in front of a painting, for a long time, <laughs> eating a scone. Yes, thinking about life. Yes, <laughs> take it in. Yeah, and sure. and like I actually love to. I love. I, I actually prefer when, like during the day when there are school groups around. It's the only time I like children in, in a space because you. children. But children have no oh, filter. True that. So to 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 watch a child talk about a painting that you're looking at, and you have a different opinion about it, 
That's everything. That's everything. Or when they're hilarious and they look at something revered and they go, this is dumb. Yeah, yeah. And what is like, that? From what? the mouth of babes. Why? Like, look at that butt. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's great. But like, but, but performing the performing arts is the same thing. You should be able to walk away and, and think about a piece for a bit and see different things and talk about different things. That's what I love about like, you know, anything. The post-drinking the post time, the post-show drink, pardon me, is that that time to find the different aspects that you saw. Correct, which is why I actually, frankly, really love seeing theater by myself, so I can process it on my own initially, even though I like to talk about it afterwards. I like talking about it. I like, like, last night, it was cool to talk about Mr. Saturday Night, because my friend Julie James, shout out to Julie James. Julie James. Uh, Julie James. We went, we went and saw Mr. Saturday Night, and we had a, we, I walked her home, and we talked about the piece the, the entire way. Yes. It was great. He's a gentleman. I'm a gentleman. I will escort you back to, <laughs> to your quarters. <laughs> Uh, I am a gentleman. I'm the debutante of Broadway. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> Jason VC coined that shit. Yeah. That I, fucking debutante. <laughs> debutante. That would be your drag name. Welcome to the stage, debutante. Debutante. Wrapping the background, yes. So Fuerza Bruta and your top one was or, or, or what made us. Or what yeah, these are these are what made us. Among among the few. These are just things that I thought of today. And tomorrow I'll think of more. And actually, let's be very real. I'm still processing it, and I know that this is gonna it is definitely now in the lexicon of this, but like, you know, I I really haven't talked about Strange Loop because I'm still processing the fuck out of it. I'm seeing it on Saturday, and, and I will. Yes. it will be reignited for me. Correct. These are the shows that shaped us. And as I was saying it to you, Jason, actually, as I was listening to you, I I felt like I was like, oh, that makes that tra these tracks so hard for me now, knowing yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> and as I was saying it out loud, I'm like, oh my god, like it's been happening for like 20 years. Yeah. Like it, you know, like all these the things that I'm now the most obsessed with, and and why like. Those were the seeds. Those were the seeds, you yeah. know. And, and now again, they've grown, and we they did, have, and we're looking. And now we're finally able to look down and see where they came from. Rapunzel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So clearly, everyone, this is. There's, I mean, this is a skimming the fucking surface of this, and it's also leading us to the buzz. We're, we're going to do our Tony. Uh, our Tony predictions and kind of our official little Tony uh, episode will be happening as well. But in the meantime, you know, Jason and I have a collective experience together that we lived where we both were working the residency that Cheetah Rivera did. My God. Fucking fuck. I My mean, God. Jesus I, God. Okay, so I... Holy uh, shit. I loved listening to all those stories at, 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 at 54 Below. And I remember almost all the stories that Cheetah Rivera told. And I love how, like... Casually, she talks about Candor Neb. How casually she talks about Leonard Bernstein, but Ugh. like she is a is a master who came up at a time where the masters were fucking mastering. G girl, <laughs> and like repping for the only brown girl. Yeah, like the yeah. only Latina. Yeah, and like not having it, like being yeah. like, why would this limit me? Yeah, you know, and like people don't, you know. Yeah, her 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 in Bye Bye Birdie is 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 actually very revolutionary for the time. 
Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and you know, again, there were, play, you know, Janet Lee playing uh, Brownface. Correct. Bye Bye Birdie was revolutionary. Yeah. You know, and, um, and, you know, the way they talk about it in it now is, you know, a little problematic, but also it's kind of like it's actually being honest about probably how that mom would have reacted to that situation, mm-hmm. you know, and been mm-hmm. like giving literally like the musical comedy version of like, I wouldn't quite call them microaggressions, um, you know, about her race. Uh, and yeah. if we really think about it, it's kind yeah, of... Yeah, Spanish Rose, Spanish Rose is great. I wonder, you know, as fluffy as it is, I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to leave that for my own thoughts. You want like a dark, a dark version of no, Bye No, because it isn't dark, but I just wonder, you know, like if, I, you know, be curious to see that show done in all of its little splendid glory and like, pop, and it needs to be bright and pop arty because it's, it's, yeah, it's so much fun. Yeah, the kids. But I wonder like if you really, if you, it'd be fun to tap in really to those relationships in those moments and have some honesty there, you know? Well, it's, it's, it's already there. Sp- Spanish teacher is a very serious that's what I'm saying. Sorry? You rarely see it directed that way. That's true. They don't... Sp- yeah. Uh, 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 English Teacher. English Teacher is actually one of my favorite Me songs too. in It's a great, great, great song. It's a great <laughs> I want song. It's yes. so good. It sets up everything and perfectly. You get the whole backstory about this fucker, right? You get how they both met each other. You get how, like, how did you two meet? And she's like, oh, I actually thought you were smart, dumbass. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> And now here we are. Here we are. Clear, nowhere. You know, because I mean, also too, like not for nothing, Dick Van Dyke was fucking adorable. Like who wouldn't yeah. have like wanted to date him? If, and if he was smart and he's tall, let's just be real. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so Cheetah, and so with Cheetah, what I was so amazed by was people don't realize how much work goes into looking that natural. You hear yeah. these jokes like at the end of 42nd Street being like, it took her years to look that normal on stage. <laughs> you know how much energy it takes us to stand there. And now listen, Cheetah does not just stand there and saying she's fucking Cheetah Rivera. Yeah. But Cheetah Rivera even hitting her fucking isolations as hard as like, bitch. It, to, to for some, like you, like that's what I'm saying. Like, let's be real. To see someone like Cheetah Rivera, you know, in an age of legend, yeah. still popping and hitting her accents like she's still doing eight shows a week. It's amazing. It was like breathtaking. It's amazing. Breathtaking to watch. She, the, fo- the, the level. That's why I actually remark about her and Audra. I remember those, those point in my life where I was saying, uh, I was, I was, I was, I, I actually, I'm glad I'm, I'm remembering this right now. I would say laser focus or Audra focus. Correct. Because the focus is remarkable. 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 Like I don't know how I, I don't know if they meditate, or if that's just how they are, or if you know. It, they're, you're, the, it, what you said about Audra is exactly what I is exactly how I feel. Even as a director, when you're really in the zone, it doesn't have a lot to do with you outside of you really being the vessel that trained yeah. to be able to you know do it. Oh my god! But but you're channeling. You're really channeling something. And I know that sounds. Uh, precious and highfalutin. Uh, I mean, highfalutin. It is a highfalutin <laughs> time with six hay pennies in my hand. The hell is wrong yes, with hay you, penny. hay pennies? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I, I yeah. love that you. Yeah, go on. No, no, I, I love that you said that. One, one of the singers from the Met, uh, from Porgy and Bess, he said that one night. He said, uh, "I'm just a vessel." Yes, and and and, and I, I think it's the first time that I've heard that before. But uh, to actually think, I actually was able to think about it and and we are we're just a vessel for for things to come out 
with the channeling thing, uh, you know, people wouldn't even think that, you know, as a director, but like, to be honest with you, I don't, I listen, I don't really know where any of the thoughts come from. I just know that it literally feels like it is a physical sensation in my body. And that's when I know, okay, I have to chase this project. And when mm. it starts, the show starts to come out. I'm so fucking grateful that it's happening that I don't question it. But I, to be honest with you, like, it isn't like I sit there thinking, oh, let's have interesting thoughts of how to blah, blah, blah. The, yeah. the fucking story and the people that, like, the people you're trying to breathe life into just start to populate your brain. And in a lot of ways, it's yeah. kind of like... Writers say that. It's kind of crazy, to be honest. It's like, there's a little bit about it that's sort of, you know, you're playing make-believe, but you care so fucking much. It's such an yeah. interesting way to kind of spend your life. Uh, caring about, you know... People who don't aren't real. Well, it's funny because imagination. but they, they're imaginations, but you care about them because you know that they're reflecting some real shit from your own life. And that's, and that's why a, you're relating. That's the plot of City of, City of Angels. Oh my god, City of Angels. Uh, yeah. On that note, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> we just have to stop. I can't even get into it. Cy Coleman's City of Angels. Yeah. Randy Grab. <laughs> oh Mickey, Randy Grab. Mickey, oh Randy. Um Last night was the first time I saw I saw Randy Graff in Mr. Saturday Night. There it is. She is so fucking remarkable on stage. I love watching her work. She is a uh, also a legend too. Uh, yeah. I didn't mean to say yeah. that as uh, no, she like is. you need any of our fucking qualifications. But anyway, so on that <laughs> note, ending on Cy Coleman, City of Angels, just like talk about some real B cut bullshit there. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Uh, we would love to hear from you. And also now they're starting to let you rate on Spotify too. And then where yeah. can these kids... Oh, really? Yes. So I had noticed that. Correct. And where oh. can these kids follow us on Instagram and continue to watch us not post but get in our DMs? On Instagram, you, you can watch us not post at J and, J and A underscore R gay uh, at, on Instagram. On Instagram. Rate, review and follow us. Come on. Yeah, come on, queens. Anyway, so we'll be back. We're going to talk more about... It's, it's theater season. This is where we're at. God this, damn is it. Our, this is our prime. Here it comes. And then it goes into pride. No. Oh, snap. Yo, which will be our anniversary. Oh, it will be our oh. year anniversary. Oh. What is it, paper? It's only, I um I think rock. Um, <laughs> stones. <laughs> Diamonds. Diamonds. <laughs> All right, everyone. So anyway, until next time. I'm Jay. And I'm A. And we're gay. So fucking gay. Bye. Bye. Before you go, please be sure to use your thumbs and like, follow, rate, review, and subscribe to J and A Are Gay on Apple Podcast. It really helps us spread the word about this kiki. J and A Are Gay, the podcast, is executive produced by Alvarez Kiko Salazar Productions and NYC and co-produced by Jason Kerr. Original theme song lyrics by Jason Kerr. Music and arrangements by Andy Ronson with vocals by Patrice Williams and Jason Kerr. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at JNA underscore are gay and drop us a DM. We may feature your question on air. The views expressed on JNA are gay are those of the host and guest and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of AKS Productions and its affiliates.